By three they come, by three the way opens. By the blood of the willing, we call thee home. Guys, Lilith is back. We have Diablo again, or at least we did for this one weekend. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three lifelong gamer dads, and besides, gold splits better three ways instead of four. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he can be found inscribing his sins on pieces of cedarwood and casting them into the fire. It's Josh. No way, man. I wrote nonsense scribble on that cedarwood. You cannot tell me what to do. (laughs) You just scribbled nonsense on the cedarwood, Josh? I like that that was an option. They were like, you know what? Yeah, I tricked that guard. (laughs) Always a rebel. And then joining me and Josh, he has the ancient mark of the Haradrim. He's working as a scholar to protect sanctuary from all demons. It's Michael. It's a, it's a nice place, really, Sanctuary. And I really don't want the <laughs> demons to go and get all demony there and mm-hmm. put crazy circles with, like, cuneiform written in them and stuff like that, summoning their little wards. That's not a cool thing for Sanctuary. I got to do my job here, guys. No, no. You got to keep the neighborhood safe. You got to keep all the demons out. I'm like I'm like the block watch, the, the neighborhood, you know, take a bite of the crime. What was it, McGruff? <laughs> yes, there you McGruff, go. That's me. Yeah. Yep. I got everybody. I got all my friends involved, too. Deckard Kane, come on. You're welcome. Let's go do it, buddy. Oh, man. All right. So we all got to play Diablo 4, guys. We've been waiting for this for such a long time. And before we talk about Diablo, Josh, you've got a couple of reviews people have left for the show. I, the reviews have been coming in. Thank you if you have left us a review. We actually have more than two, but I'm just going to read two this time. But also, we are getting mighty close to 350 reviews for the show on Apple. So if you are listening to the show and you like what you hear, please take a few seconds to leave us a review. It really does help us out. And there's a good chance we're going to read it on the show, just like these two. This first one is titled Making Long Nights at Work Possible, and it comes in from our good friend, The End of Times. Ooh, we know that name. We do. And it says, how I long for the notification on my phone. A new episode from (laughs) Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. It excites me for so many different reasons. Maybe it's because I know that for the next hour, I can drown out the voice of my manager with my noise-canceling headphones. (laughs) Maybe it's because the hosts, Josh, Paul, and Michael, will make me laugh out loud. Sometimes my manager thinks I'm randomly laughing at him, which makes me laugh (laughs) even more. Maybe it's the amazing top draw, five-star content from game reviews to squadcasts and everything in between. Maybe it's the Discord community popping off all day, every day with genuinely nice people who all have a passion for gaming. The truth is, if you haven't listened to this podcast, then you are missing out. But there's room for you here. So stop messing about and join in. Time to eat a full English breakfast with my cup of beans. (laughs) P.S. Words are hard. (laughs) Oh, words are hard. Those words weren't hard, though. Those were very good words very easy words to digest and listen to thank you the end of time oh i remember having some friendly debate about whether or not beans have a place in breakfast and how i do not side with the english in that regard uh beans to me are purely a lunch and dinner kind of thing yeah but hey you know what end of times he might like beans with his breakfast but he knows how to leave an awesome review so <laughs> hey to each his own <laughs> all right and then this next one comes in from scooted pk and it's titled strap in it's a long one 11 out of 10 would recommend this podcast i have been listening for about three months and during i have gone back and listened to a ton of episodes you guys are hilarious and refreshing to listen to while also giving me info on what's going on in the gaming world and great game recommendations that being said i don't understand the Fortnite slander i have played it with my friends off and on since it came out i have some great memories just growing up on the game i mostly 
I mostly played main shooters like Fortnite, Call of Duty, Overwatch, etc., but recently have been expanding into other games and enjoying myself a ton, all thanks to you guys and this podcast. I broke down and bought Elite Dangerous today so I can see for myself which side I'm on. <laughs> Keep doing what you guys are doing. I'm loving every minute of it. And of course, waffles are better than pancakes. Oh, what a great review. Very sweet. We love all the kind words. I will say our trolling of Fortnite is mostly just in jest. There's honestly nothing wrong with Fortnite. I know a lot of people love that game, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just not our cup of tea. No, we were just more PUBG and Apex people. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. I don't think I've ever trolled Fortnite because I haven't played any of those games. And so I'm like, I'm just going to stay quiet. I don't know don't- if I ever have. I don't want anybody to clip this audio, but Fortnite's fine, man. It's just fun to pick on. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, use that. Stop That's it. a drop. Stop That's it. a drop. I'm looking all at audio. Is, oh, all audio go. is trademarked. <laughs> yeah, TM. There you go. <laughs> all right. So some people out there might be wondering, why are we talking about Diablo 4? Isn't this our scheduled time for a bonus round? Well, since we all got access into the beta, courtesy of KFC, um, oh. we thought that we just wanted to get our thoughts out to the people as soon as possible. So this is not going to be a full deep dive. Obviously, that'll come much later down the road after this game releases in June. So we just wanted to get our thoughts as a preview out to the people and let you guys know what we think about the game. So Josh and Michael, we've been waiting so long for Diablo 4. I think it's just shy of a decade since Diablo 3, although I might have that year wrong. How did it feel to be gallivanting around Sanctuary, tinkering with builds, clearing out dungeons, fighting demons left and right, and the undead? How did it feel to be back in the world of Diablo? (laughs) It feels really good. so happy. It feels real good. (laughs) The second I see like a a cinematic um, opening to Act 1 start, I'm just like sitting at my desk, just pounding on it like it's drums. Like, let's go, let's do it, dude. (laughs) dude if there is one thing that blizzard knows how to do it is create a cinematic just opening to a game i'll tell you what i a lot of games the cinematics go on a little bit too long i could watch diablo cinematics for days man yeah i yeah i'll be honest this i was so excited to jump back into diablo and it getting in we'll talk about (laughs) some of the difficulties in getting in but man it felt good to be back in the world of diablo I just think that we, this just proves that Blizzard uh, employs some of the best creative storytellers across all of their games. I, I can't think of a, a, even a World of Warcraft cinematic trailer that I that, not trailer, but cinematic you know uh, cutscene that I haven't been like this is amazing. Like you get goosebumps. This is no different. This Diablo opens with a bang, and it's just incredible. And I'm so excited to have played it. Uh, in fact, I can't. I'm gonna play it more today until until it ends, even though this review's done. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this game has been hopping in our discord a lot of people have been talking about it asking other people for their thoughts we have some people who are saying i don't want to play any until the game fully releases and they're waiting all the way until june but clearly as such an anticipated game we wanted to jump in as as quickly as we could now josh you already kind of alluded to it being a beta being so highly anticipated clearly we all knew the servers were going to get hammered I even made comments to you guys when we were saying, okay, it, it's going to open at 9 a.m., you know, Phoenix time. And I was saying, well, yeah, but we're all going to be sitting around. We know it's not going to work right away. How did you guys fare getting in to the beta on Friday once you were starting? 
terrible. <laughs> yeah, it took you. I think it took you the longest, Josh. Dude, it's. I, I will say this. I am really, really glad that after so many failed betas, that Blizzard finally learned their lesson and realized how to <laughs> to have a beta where people could get in. Oh wait, no, they didn't. Wait, breaking news: they did not learn their lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I remember. Clicking on the button, and it said, uh, I think it was 119 minutes that I shared with you guys. I went and I watched a whole movie, a whole movie, and I came back and started playing the game. Yeah, see, I had a little bit better luck than you guys because I had no appointments to go to that day. So all my work was from home. So right off the bat, I tried logging in, and then finally I ended up in a queue for about 20 minutes. And then the good news is once I got in, I went afk sometimes for two to three hours and the game never kicked me out so once you were in you were pretty safe and i left diablo uh, well not for everybody but for me it did (laughs) but so i i i feel like i usually get the short end of the stick on these kinds of tests where i'm the one getting dc'd and kicked out i was logged in for 10 hours on friday and i probably got to play about six hours on and off throughout the day and just left it other times i only got dc'd once the whole day and it let me right back in without any kind of cue it just bypassed it let me reconnect right away i think you guys actually did have some dc issues right yeah i I dc'd once um and it was right in the middle of actually it was twice but it was right at the end of a dungeon and these dungeons take a long time and i was literally walking up to the boss it dc's me completely resets the dungeon i had to wait 62 minutes to get back in so i didn't have your luck at all and i was like you got to be kidding me. But the 62 minutes went by in like 15 minutes. It was really strange. And I went back, finished the dungeon. I was good to go. But that was the only big one um, that was really bad. I had some rubber banding issues where I actually closed it out and went back in because I thought maybe it was my computer. And it turns out that people are saying that it's just server lag. Yeah, yeah. I had the worst luck out of all of us, I think. I, I think I so. I finally got in after like a 98-minute queue. I started playing. Performance was not very good. I could tell the servers were really lagging. I managed to play enough to hit like level three or four, which is like 30 minutes maybe. And then I... I I just got a notification that said, hey, you've been disconnected. And I went, oh, no. But then it put me back at character select. So I went, oh, great. I didn't get bumped out all the way, except that it would not let me select a character. I had to actually (laughs) exit the game completely, which almost made it worse because it's like, I'm in the game. Like, let me me play. I don't want to leave because I knew if I left and I closed out the game, I was going to have to sit through the queue all over again, which is exactly what happened. And then, dude, that happened to me legitimately two or three times on Friday. It was infuriating to have to just actually cancel out and sit through the queue all over again. But somehow Saturday was fine, right? Did you guys have any issues Saturday? I had zero issues on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday, I was in and out of the game all day long. And it was yep. just like, boop, boop. It does make you wonder what was strategic and what was stress testing and things of that nature. I mean, who knows? But it did seem to work a lot better Saturday and, and, and today on Sunday. I mean, the All point right, so, of a beta is to try and break the game. I said this earlier. So maybe they were just messing with this service to see if they could blow I them up. I think so. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah, I found I found there were times where I had really bad performance. It was super laggy, rubber banding, that kind of stuff. And then I had wide stretches where it was just flawless for the most part, too. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to break down the actual gameplay of Diablo 4. But first, we do owe a shout out to a new Patreon supporter. We want to say thank you so much to user Drake Duck signing up with Rare Status on Patreon. 
Michael, can you tell the people about why they should sign up for Patreon like Drake Duck did and where they can find it? Oh, because they love us. That's why. No. <laughs> Listen, everybody, we've got some pretty big plans for this show. We've got some big things coming all the time. We're trying to spice things up a little bit. But, you know, that kind of stuff costs money. And so you can support the show because we are an independent podcast by going to Patreon, signing up for as little as $5 a month. And here's the thing. If you like the content that you're listening to, consider just throwing us a little bone. Just throw it to us. Be like, hey, I've been listening for a year. Here's five bucks. We'd love it. It really would go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. So you can check that out over at MultiplayerSquad.com, and you can see different support options starting at $5 a month. All right, so let's talk about that opening 10-minute cinematic cutscene. All right, I know that it's already been out since 2019. We've seen it before, but it's been a couple years. I had not seen it recently. It's kind of got some like Aladdin meets the mummy vibe to yeah. it, which is kind of neat. It really just sets up the whole story for how Lilith is going to be brought into the world of, of Sanctuary and how this is, uh, the big bad of Diablo 4. Now, I, I, not to be too much of a fanboy, but Diablo in particular, not just Blizzard, but Diablo specifically, I think they have always been industry leaders when it comes to these kind of cinematic cutscenes. I remember my jaw absolutely hitting the floor with Diablo 2 back in the day, and I feel like they've just done it again. I mean, this opening, I think it's 9 minutes and 30 seconds, is just so incredible for setting the stage. Do you guys agree? I agree a thousand percent, dude. I love watching these things. I am a huge fan of like the conflict of angels versus demons, too. Like That's right up my alley as far as like things that interest me as far as that goes. So this plays right into it, man. They do an amazing job of making the demons look just bad, man. <laughs> you know, like you get the sense like this thing would squash me in a heartbeat. But then on the flip side, the angels come in and they are bad as well. And you're just like, whoa, I'm a I'm an ant, man. You're just a thief. No, I'm ant man. You know, like compared to these things. But the the way that they get you hyped for this world is second to none. I absolutely love the Diablo cinematics. I I don't know if I can spoil it or not, but the Lilith reveal in this, how she comes to be in the cinematic, was disgusting, terrifying, disturbing, and probably one of the greatest things that my eyes have ever seen. <laughs> like, how do you set up a big bad for a game? That's how you set up a big bad for a game. I could literally feel the adrenaline being produced in my body, and I could yeah. <laughs> feel my blood pumping. Like I was just so excited to be back in Diablo and, and to be able to watch that cutscene. The music is incredible. Lilith. The sound design, everything about it is just awesome. So uh, the straight nine minutes are just absolutely intense, perfectly set the stage. And uh, let's talk a little bit about character creation. So for this beta, they only gave us access to three possible classes. A little bit of a bummer, but you're able Ooh. to check out Barbarian, Rogue, and Sorcerer. The Necromancer and the Druid were kept away from us in this beta, which is a little bit of a bummer for me because those are actually the two that I wanted to test the most. The others are a little more well-established Diablo classes. Necromancer, I know you could get with DLC in Diablo 3, but uh, were you guys a little disappointed you couldn't test out those two? 
I was 100% disappointed, but I completely understand the decision by Blizzard, 100%. The reason is these are new classes, except for the Necromancer, but that's like everyone's favorite class, according to you guys, and only you guys. Yep. Um, Best class winner yep. of that's, our draft. We won't even talk about that. That was a dumb episode. Um, it didn't have Darth <laughs> Vader in it, at least. But anyways, I, I get it. A lot of people, you know, if you look at like a lot of like polls and stuff on how people play games, most people only play about a quarter of a video game and they stop playing it. So if they get this game they play a quarter of it they can play the classes they're excited about then blizzard doesn't sell the full copy let's be honest this was strategic it was done on purpose it wasn't because they weren't done being built they're done they're just behind kind of a paywall of buy the full game that being said it was disappointing but i completely understand it yeah i i mean i i expected that i i I can't fault them i mean i'm not a fan of it but i i get the decision you know as far as that goes i will say that i played a demon hunter in the last diablo that i played so i was gung-ho about trying sorcerer and then paul who gets to play earlier than me was like i'm playing a sorcerer guys and i was like (laughs) dang it paul and I, i i didn't say anything to paul so it's not his fault but then i was like okay i'm not gonna play the same class as paul so do I want to go barbarian or rogue? Barbarian or rogue? And I, I was like, I'm just going to go rogue. That's a class that I enjoy a lot of times. And I did see where rogue can be played as a melee character because I didn't want to play ranged. So I picked rogue as my starting class on that, um, which I enjoyed. Who did you start out with, Michael, and, and why did you pick them? I got lucky. Um, I literally didn't know what you guys were playing until I went in the game and saw that there's a socials tab and I can see you guys around there. And I actually went into uh, Barbarian because I talked about it in a previous episode. I haven't played a Barbarian since Diablo 2. And I played a Necromancer in Diablo 2 and couldn't get past Duril, which is the second boss at the end of Act 2. And I'm like, I don't want to play a ranged character or anything like that. I just want to go and stomp. And I stomped so much. And I whirlwinded so much. <laughs> and I made the most amazing Barbarian lady. I don't know why. It's like I picked a lady. I'm like, oh, you couldn't be a lady Barbarian, I don't think, in Diablo 2. So I'm just going to go with the lady Barbarian. And she kicked butt. She had red hair and white hair and giant muscles, and she could crush a rock with her bicep, like the 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 uh, the flex thing, you know, when you put yeah, the yeah, egg yeah. in the bicep. Yeah, she could do that. I watched her do it. <laughs> she looked at me and said, "Michael, watch this," and I'm like, "You're awesome." I winked at her. <laughs> so I think most of us were able to test multiple classes because Act One's relatively short. That's as far as they let you get. You can also grind your way up to level 25 if you want. Uh, I did decide to pick Sorcerer because when I played Diablo 2, I did play multiple classes, but my main was Sorceress. I absolutely loved Chain Lightning back in the day with D2. And then in, in Diablo 3, I played as a wizard. I always prefer range builds. I always say that in games. So for me, it was no question I was going to go straight into Sorcerer. And uh, that's why I picked that. I did end up swinging back around and also testing out Barbarian also with a female build, which was kind of interesting. I didn't like the voice acting as much. Normally, no. I feel like in games like Mass Effect, the um, female voice actors always do much better. But in this way, I actually liked it the other way around, which was kind of rare. I didn't think that the voice acting, like, it didn't match the way I felt my character felt. You know, it was kind of stoic and deep. And I don't, I don't know. It was just different. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break here and we're going to come back and talk about the combat and some of the builds that we did. So make sure to stick around for more multiplayer gaming podcasts. Okay, guys, we are now back. Let's talk a little bit about how we built out our initial characters, and that way we can give people a little bit of a preview of some of the abilities, some of the things you can do. 
How about you go first, Josh? How did you build out your first rogue? Well, I like I said right beforehand, I did not want to go range this time. I wanted to be stabby stabby and in the thick of things. So I built my rogue as a fully melee rogue. Um, some of the cool abilities that you get, and it's funny because I did go back and I played Sorcerer. I know that we've all kind of played a couple classes. So a little bit of this will be comparing it to the others as well. But the rogue is very zippy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just dashing back and forth between mobs, teleporting behind them and backstabbing them with another ability. Really wanted to try out all of the different, um, you know, skills that they give you as a rogue that were mostly melee focused. You can go an archery build as well. They call it, I think they call it marksman and cutthroat, if I remember like the terms correctly. Um, but I went full melee on this. Um, it was very in the thick of things, which is odd for a rogue, but also, you know, was playing solo through most of this as well. Um, the, the, the skills are neat to me. Um, I, I, I get the sense that there are, even if you wanted to be solely melee focused, that there are a couple different routes you can go with that. One thing that they really focused on was the ability for the rogues to move through mobs when you're fighting, which you can get surrounded and you can get trapped in a horde of mobs. And that is not a place a rogue wants to be. So I thought that that was kind of a neat skill. I didn't really go down that route just because playing solo didn't really make a lot of sense to me to to need to move that much. Um, But I found it to be really satisfying without getting too, too deep into every individual skill there. You are rewarded for triggering a skill and then dashing through a bunch of monsters. And then your daggers will like fly back to you and they'll hit everything on the way back, which was just such a neat mechanic to me because it was basically how I imagine a rogue, right? Get into the fray, do some damage, get out. And the skills played into that so well, in my opinion, that it was phenomenal. I like the fact that rogues get traps. I could throw some caltrops, which would slow things down. You get poison traps. So there was a lot of positioning that really mattered with the rogue. And I, I, I told you guys both. I said, I went rogue since you picked Sorcerer Paul. I'm not sure that I'm digging it. And then later on, I found, especially having played another class going with the Sorcerer, I'm digging it, man. I'm enjoying that aspect of the gameplay. One of the cool things is you can tinker with your build. So it's a pretty low cost and you get to redo all of your points. And it's like if you put one point into an ability, it unlocks that that spell or that move. But then you can also upgrade it. And that tree also will splinter from there where you can add additional power-ups. So I did feel like there's a lot of options for tinkering with your builds until you figure out one that's fun but also effective. I think that's a lot of the fun in Diablo. Uh, what about you, Michael? How did you build out your barbarian? Uh, she was awesome. That's all we can move on. <laughs> I have an awesome barbarian. I actually built a ranged barbarian, which is not actually possible. But my main attack basically made my body a projectile, and I would yeah. throw myself at the enemies, and I just Cannonball whirl it yourself. around. Yeah, so I went full damage on mine because um, I just wanted to experience like a whole bunch of damage spells. Like you, I probably tinkered at a whole bunch of things. At about level 15, I reset all my abilities and realized my main two, which was Whirlwind and my Leap ability, those were going to be everything, so I stuffed all the points into that. But I didn't go anywhere into those trees that barbarians have with like damage and uh, protection and auras and things like that that are probably better for group buffs. Because I got really lucky and got a lot of gear that had like bubbles and stuff. So uh, I was really happy with my build. I had a great time. Uh, you can't play. Weird Paul and I were talking about this. You can't play a barbarian without Whirlwind. And I whirlwinded my yeah. way to victory on everything. <laughs> 
it feels wrong if you don't have whirlwind as a barbarian well there was times i used whirlwind to evade because it's faster than trying to click around and i'm like i gotta get out of this boss's way and i just whirlwind <laughs> around behind it and do damage it was funny uh it's great yeah the way that the sorcerer is built out is through elemental damage so everything comes down to electricity ice fire and then kind of picking and choosing what you want there I tried to use a little bit of all three elements. That way, in case I ever ran into an enemy that was resistant, I didn't want my entire character to be, like, all fire. So the funny thing about Sorcerer is that I feel like it's the least mobile out of the classes when normally you would think that a Sorcerer would be able to teleport or move around. You do get one evade ability, but it's more like a quick dodge. But what I really loved doing is... Basically, I ended up with a little bit of a spell rotation where I would open a fight by plopping down a fire hydra, which in its default state, it's got three heads and it spits fireballs at everybody. And I tinkered with it. So as long as I had full health, it would plop down with four heads. And so that's doing fire damage. Then I would unleash an ice ball, which would zip out in front of me and then explode like 15, 20 yards in front of my character. And I actually really liked that because it wasn't just mindless fighting. I actually had to intentionally try to make the ball explode at the right distance based on where enemies were. But then if they ever caught up to me, I just had Frost Nova, which freezes everyone around you in place. And then I would just evade away. So even on a lot of bosses, if you wanted to, you could actually really cheese a lot of fights, plop down your Hydra, which is going to auto aim and shoot for you and then just run in a circle and you could kind of mm. kill almost anything. So I don't know that I would necessarily want to stick with that same build, but I really had a lot of fun messing around with it. Uh, and then, of course, you get later more powerful spells under the mastery tree, and then you get an ultimate and all that kind of stuff. But I liked being able to use all the different elements as I ran around the battlefield. I'm so jealous. I could cheese no bosses as a barbarian. It was like, yeah. I have absolutely zero ranged attacks, and I've just <laughs> got to try and use the clunky movement and get away from it. Melee melee suffers big time in solo play. There were a couple bosses where, as the rogue, I could not beat the boss in any kind of melee build. It, but if I swapped to ranged and kited them around, I could beat the boss and wear them down over time. So there's... In solo play, the the sorcerer reigns supreme in that regard, just because of the amount of range damage that they can do. Yeah, I do wonder how it'll be playing against more powerful endgame bosses, because this is only Act 1, and I'm curious to see, because I have a feeling with Rogue and Barbarian, it's probably much more gear-dependent than the sorcerer, so maybe if you get the right gear, maybe that'll kind of even things out, but you know, who knows? We only have the first couple hours available. Uh, the game does let you choose between two difficulties. As soon as you start, you can go adventurer, which is the easy difficulty, or you can bump it up to veteran. And, uh, of course, this is a very large part of Diablo is beating it under one difficulty, replaying it under the next higher difficulty, which gives you better gear. So I, I, I believe we all chose veteran for this. We went with the, the default normal difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, my only complaint, and this could just come down to the fact that I played as the sorcerer, but I did not die once it is in my entire playthrough. <laughs> wow. I can, I can tell oh. you it is because you played sorcerer. <laughs> yeah, I I probably died at least a hundred times. I'm not even really? kidding. Wow. At, at least a hundred. Well, I also tried a world boss at level 16, and it says it's level 25, and that was probably like, I literally teleported back to town twice to repair my gear and go back. Oh, uh, just getting smashed well, by yeah, it. was going on. Yeah, it was one shot at me. And that makes sense being a, a world boss. Yeah, for me, I, it was 
it was so rare that I dropped below three out of four health potions. Like I was leaving health potions on the battlefield consistently. So sorcerer, I don't know if it was just OP or maybe I just happened to stumble into the right build. But that was my one little bit of a complaint is that it played almost too easy for me on veteran. But I I agree. Class. I like a challenge, and I will say that. All of the trash mobs were no challenge whatsoever. You, this is Diablo. You come across the named you know, mob that's out in the wild that's tougher and has an aura, makes everybody faster, extra health and stuff like that. Even those guys were not difficult. Um, and I had zero issues with trash mobs in general. The only time I ever ran into any difficulty at all was a couple bosses where I was either underleveled or this boss was just not meant to be fought one-on-one as a melee build. I played Sorcerer a pretty good bit after Rogue, and Sorcerer, in my opinion, is OP. I don't know what kind of balance changes they're going to do, if any, um, between then. You know, all that to be said that Diablo, a lot of it is geared around playing in a party. Yeah. You know, like, so yeah. I think I think that is going to matter. So I could see that while the Sorcerer may be phenomenal in solo play, maybe the Sorcerer's builds don't follow up as well in like a group setting. It's a little still too early to tell that part of the things, but I, I'm with you. I did find it to be a little bit too easy, even on the veteran difficulty. Yeah, I had a couple of bosses on the Barbarian that, like, I don't want to say this because people might just be like, Michael just sucks at this game, but I legitimately <laughs> tried that werewolf boss on the Barbarian There's towards the end of the first act probably 15 times. The most I could do is get it down to 25%. I literally set the difficulty to adventure just to get through and see the rest of the story. I had no choice. And I could tell what this fight, I'm like, this is meant to be a group fight because the thing moved too fast. I can't, I have no way to leap away. I can't get away from this thing. And it does these theories. And I spent a lot of time like trying to dance around it, but eventually I've got to do some damage and I've got nothing with me that does. I got no totems, hydras, nothing that I can do damage with. And so, and furthermore, the two things I relied on the most to go through is stuns and some damage attack buffs. And none of them work on the bosses. And so it was Uh. like, I can't even stun this thing and hold it still for a second. There was nothing I could do. Yeah, at least I, I like that the game's a little more challenging on the other classes because I was starting to wonder, like, did they lower difficulty overall? But it sounds like it's still a good challenge with the other classes. Now, how'd you guys feel about the open world events? Because this being Diablo, you know, this is not just single player. This is a little bit more open world-ish. This is kind of like Guild Wars 2 where you run around and there's a little bubble on your map and there's a world event going on. Did you guys enjoy that kind of stuff on the map? 100%. Might be one of my favorite things, to be honest with you. Like the, the you know, the classic story-based dungeons are great. They are done very, very well. But one of the things that I loved about what we saw in the beta were there are just random dungeons out in the world. You see the markers and you can go to them. But what I thought was super cool was the incentives to do the dungeons because one dungeon I found, and it's like, hey, if you complete this dungeon, you get a sorcerer. Uh, what's the term for it that they used? Um, it's, it's like it's, an, it's a class upgrade, but I don't know what they call it. Yeah, it's not you, an you, you can equip it. It's in a. It starts with an A, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll unlock like this class perk for you, basically, that will make maybe your fireballs do more damage or something like that. And I thought that was such a cool idea to say, hey, here's a reason to do this dungeon. Now, I played as a rogue. I don't need the sorcerer uh, things, but the dungeon itself was great. I got some good gear from it. I found it to be challenging. It was just a different flavor. To me, 
that added so much to this game that I cannot wait to do more of them. I like that the cellar is two rooms. You just go down there. It's like a tiny little mini dungeon. You go down there. There's some named mob. You kill it. You get some gear and you're out. And I just I love that they added that to the game. So speaking to the world events, every single time that I was running through going to an objective and I saw the orange circle, I was like, I'm going. I'm going right now. The one thing I can say is that it was really cool because occasionally one or two people would show up too. That being said, Blizzard, you might not be listening. If you are, um, please go visit MultiplayerSquad.com. We'd like your money on Patreon. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. Um, But uh, honestly, like if Blizzard, if you're listening, please make those harder. I could solo every single one of the world events with exception of the world boss, which was incredibly awesome but the world events where the orange circles there i did not have any difficulty at all when i was soloing them it would be nice to see it like be like hey this is gonna actually give me a hard challenge and then oh as people show up I'm like thank goodness you're here dude i need help um but overall it was really cool because you would have interactions just like guild wars 2 which i'm glad that you brought that up where i would just be there and a stranger and i got to use my emotes i would say thanks and cheer with these people and huzzah (laughs) and i would walk away The one thing I will say is they are somewhat repetitive in that I kept getting some of the same ones over and over. Like, oh, here's three carriages that fell over on top of people and you got to help them survive for 90 seconds and then you beat the event. So I don't know if maybe it's limited because of the zone we were in. I'm assuming those are going to be different in other areas of the map. Uh, But it did get a little repetitive in that regard. But I love having the open world events. All right. So... You know, just as far as moving forward with Diablo, does this beta give you a lot of confidence in the game? How do you feel about the prospects moving forward? I, I'm i going to say I think this is going to be an absolutely phenomenal game. The one thing we haven't even touched on is, graphically speaking, Diablo 4 is incredible, dude. I don't know about you guys, but I played on max settings, and these dungeons, Mm -hmm. even the open world, this is some of the most detailed settings that I have ever seen in a Diablo game. Like, this feels like Diablo made in 2023. I I mean, the mud on the ground compared to the snow is, is just so realistic looking. It's phenomenal. The dungeons have these super cool aesthetics to them. There's one part where you're getting lower and lower in one of them. You're getting closer and closer to Lilith. Um, and they have like these spider leg things that uh-huh. are attached to like the walls of the, the dungeon walls, yeah, and they're yeah. moving. And, and it's like, dude, this is so cool, man. So you can tell that this is a modern day Diablo. So graphically speaking, I think it's phenomenal. I am very excited about the open world stuff that is going to be incorporated because there's nothing like good distractions in a game that reward you. And I felt like the rewards were pretty good. You're not always getting legendary unique item drops, but when you get one, there's nothing like that feeling of seeing like the yellow on the ground. And you're like, Ooh, yes, ooh legendary. Yeah. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be good? And then maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but there's just, there's, you know, this endorphin rush when you see that. There's a couple things that I would like to see. Um, number one, just performance. And that'll get worked out, I'm fairly sure. I There was a lot of stuttering in this game. I, I think it was just server lag. 
um, more often than not. But there, some a lot of the cutscenes were very, very choppy for me. I don't know if you guys encountered that hmm. or not, but I, I you know, I had that well. issue as well. And I was really um, concerned on my rig because I'm running a 3080 Ti, and yeah, that's I'm like, plenty to run this I'm like, game. wait a minute, is something wrong with my computer? No. I'm glad you mentioned that just now. Yeah, it, it's the game. I would like to see the difficulty tweaked a little bit. Playing on veterans should feel like a little bit of a challenge. Now, I get your first playthrough of the game. It's not going to be impossible, but I would like to see that tweaked a little bit, too. Um, overall, I'm super optimistic. I cannot wait for the full game to come out. Yeah, I feel like this game is going to be an absolute home run. The, the the first act is fantastic, and you know it's only going to get better over the course of following the campaign and, and finding out what happens, getting more of those cinematic videos that we've not yet seen. Yeah. Because we've really only gotten two, I believe, up to this point, and only one of them was in the beta. But I felt like the game ran incredibly well in the morning, and it got way more choppier later in the day. So I, I think most of it was server-related. I don't know about the cutscenes. My cutscenes ran fine, and I have a worse GPU than both of you guys. Um, but I felt like I had very, very little criticism. Like you, Josh, I thought the game was beautiful. The only thing that you didn't mention that I thought was neat, especially in the dungeons, is there's more field of depth than you've ever had in Diablo before. It's not just a flat map where you can just see what's around you. There's a lot of three-dimensionality. You can see things off in the distance. You can see through... Uh, maybe where you're on a bridge and there's all this stuff going on underneath it. And having those kind of details make it feel like the most immersive Diablo to date by yeah. far, which is what you expect. They've had so much time to work on it. Um, the one thing I kind of forgot about Diablo, because it's been so long, it has more horror elements yes. than I remembered. This game's kind of creepy yes, in a lot yeah. of ways. Some of the side quests, too. Yep. I thought it's that was dark. awesome. It, I did, and that's a good point, man, because there were parts where I was like, this this game's kind of dark, man. It's going down a path. Like, <laughs> I forgot about as well. I mean, you are dealing with demons and sacrifices and stuff like that, but I actually really dug that they kind of leaned into the, the horror just a little bit more. I, I have to say that I, I won't go over what you guys said. I'll just add a few things to my thoughts on it. Um, I, I did. I was begging for more, first of all. I, I, everyone knows this game's going to be a big hit now because the beta, nobody's said a bad thing about it, really. I do think that towards the end, um, probably just because I was capped on a lot of things, like I was so distracted by dungeons that I was level 25. I found out about halfway through Act 1. Uh, I told you guys a couple times, I'm like, I think I'm near the end. And it turns out I had like half the, half the act left uh, because I got so distracted by the open world. But it was really cool because something that blew my mind that I was not expecting when I'm in town, there's, it's like an MMO. There are yeah. people there and you can inspect them and see what they, I had somebody message me about my gear. They're like, how did you get that? And I'm like, oh, I'll tell you about it. You go and you get these murmuring orbs from the quests and stuff. And you go to this person, you turn them in for a random item. And if you get lucky... It's a legendary, and it's got cool things on it. So I'm all decked out, but I did find that probably because I had done so much of that, by the end I was like, okay, the combat's getting kind of stale already, but there are things that you do not get access to in the beta that will probably make it better. Like, you can go to your class trainer, and this part mm -hmm. of the map is not available. I tried to go there, and it said, I'm kicking you back out. The game was like, you can't pass this line. And that class trainer lets you do more special abilities and stuff like that, I believe, that will probably keep adding more to the combat, keeping it fresh. I think the stale bit of the combat was my problem, because I probably did a bit too much that you're not supposed to do, and I should have moved on to a different class by that point. <laughs> but overall... Huge win. Um, yeah, the couple things that I would say is maybe balance out the characters a little bit. 
uh, so that you know one is not as cakewalk and one is easy. And then also the world events just need to be harder. They have to they have to have more of a draw to say, hey, go back to town. Hey, there's a, there's an event happening. Can someone come with me and party up with a random person and go do it? Because I could solo them all with no problems. And I know I already covered that, but that's the biggest things I would say. Yeah, and it'll be really interesting to see how we can group up and play a lot of this stuff, especially late game content. Because here we all just started at such different times. We all kind of had tunnel vision on doing our own thing. So being able to play more, we did mess around with creating a clan, and I kind of looked into that. And, you know, it's it's a pretty normal system. It's easy to use. It's relatively limited. It's not anything beefed out like in World of Warcraft. But yeah, I, I think the prospects for this game are incredibly good. Last question for you guys. What was better, the Diablo 4 content or the KFC? Oh, well, the the Diablo 4 for sure. (laughs) Considering I didn't have to eat the KFC like you guys did. Thank you, Ace, by the way, for saving my arteries. I did not eat the KFC Uh, either. I told my wife, who is a bacon fanatic, I said, listen, KFC has a sandwich. I want you to go get it today. She's like, why? I'm like, treat yourself to some fast food. I think you deserve it. I'm like, I'll tell you what. It's fried chicken as a bun. And there's and this is not a sponsor. It sounds like an ad so much. I'm like, it's fried chicken yeah. with cheese and bacon in the middle, and the bottom bun is fried chicken. She's like, ooh, that sounds pretty good. I'm like, why don't you go get it? I said, but hey, don't don't forget. There's one thing I need from you. Uh, they're gonna give you a code for Diablo Four. <laughs> I'm gonna need that. <laughs> oh man, it's so great. All right, so that basically wraps up this bonus round pe- preview on Diablo Four. If you didn't get a chance to play this closed beta, don't worry. There is an open beta once again this weekend, open to the public, so everybody can hop on in and check it out. That'll run March twenty fourth to the twenty sixth. As a reminder, you can check out our Patreon at MultiplayerSquad.com for those sweet bonus episodes, and please make sure to hit your follow button in your podcast app and come back and check us out on Thursday as we break down recent gaming news. Hope everyone out there is having a fantastic week. And until next time, happy gaming. Cheers, all. All right. See you, everybody.